Welcome. This is our weekly devotional with Dr. Owen Anderson, and I'm reading through Ezekiel right now. So I wanted to look at a couple passages that stood out. Specifically, you may have heard of the parable of the Good Shepherd. We're going to see how that has its roots in Ezekiel. Starting here in, in chapter 33, verse 12, God says, Therefore, son of man, say to your people, If someone who is righteous disobeys, that person's former righteousness will count for nothing. And if someone who is wicked repents, that person's former wickedness will not, will not bring condemnation. The righteous person who sins will not be allowed to live, even though they were formerly righteous. If I tell a righteous person that they shall surely die, but then they trust in their righteousness and do evil, none of the righteous things that a person does has done will be remembered. They will die for the evil they have done. And if I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, but then they turn back from their sin, turn away from their sin and do what is right. If they give back what they took and pledge for a loan, return what they have stolen, follow the decrees that give life and do no evil, that person will surely live. They will not die. None of the sins that person has committed will be remembered against them. They have done what is just and right and will surely live. So here we have this picture that a person's righteous deeds are not sufficient. Uh, if a person who had been righteous does something wrong, their righteousness doesn't cover that wrong. And, and on the other hand, if a person's wicked, they're told by God they're wicked, and they repent, they'll be forgiven. None of the things they've done will be remembered against them. Now, it's interesting that it emphasizes live and die. You will surely die. Now, that was the... Uh, punishment in the very first sin. The day you eat, you'll surely die. And of course, we know they didn't fall over physically dead that day. So I think the sense of death here is broader than simply physical death. It's the spiritual death that comes inherently from sin. And on the contrast, you will surely live. Doing what is right is what brings life. Many people think of it the opposite, right? They think, oh, doing what is right is so boring. But then they misunderstood what is right. They might not really be doing what's right if what they're doing is boring. So they will surely live. They will not surely die. And he names a few examples uh, revolving around stealing, pledging for a loan, returning what is stolen, but then summarizes the law this way. The whole law could be just summarized this way. Follow the decrees that give life. That person will live. And that's what the moral law does. It's the decrees that give us life. Now let's go to 34. And here we get the picture of the shepherd. The Lord will be Israel's shepherd. And so it begins with prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. The shepherds of Israel didn't know what is common sense for a shepherd. And so it begins with a woe. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who, not, who only take care of yourselves. So this is the common sense part. Shouldn't shepherds take care of the flock? Instead, they strengthen themselves. The sheep wander all over the mountains and on every high hill, a picture of, of uh, idolatry. They're scattered over the whole earth, and no one searches for them. No shepherd searches for the lost sheep. Therefore, shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd and has been plundered and has become food for all the wild animals, and because my shepherds did not search for my flock but cared for themselves, Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. 
I am against the shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock so the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. So here's where we're going to get that good shepherd. Sovereign Lord, Yahweh, the Lord who becomes incarnate as the good shepherd. I myself will search for the sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his flock, so I will look after my sheep. I'll rescue them from all the places where they are scattered on the day of clouds and darkness. I'll bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. and I'll bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I myself will tend to my sheep. Now, what a wonderful promise, right? Declares the sovereign Lord. I will search, this, this verse 16 perhaps is the one that's out to me the most. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. So isn't it amazing, right? I will search for the lost. This is the uh, picture of, of God as the good shepherd who searches for the lost calls them to repent, lays before them the path of life that they're to take. And all of Ezekiel has this saying throughout. You'll hear this many different times. That they will know that I, the Lord, their God, am with them. And so you'll see that many times, that they might know that I am the Lord. That they might know that I am the Lord. In Ezekiel, that's the sentence. Why are these things happening? Well, God disciplines his people that they might know that he is the Lord. He's the ruler. And he's not doing it simply as if he loses temper. He is just. But he's doing it to bring back his lost sheep, to call them to repent. And even though you've been wicked, when you repent, your sins are no longer remembered. So you can, you can see here how much this anticipates the teaching of Christ. And of course, he would have been raised with this. He would have taken this to heart. He would have understood this. He would have thought this about the shepherds of Israel, that the shepherds, that the people have no shepherd. And he has pity on them for that. So we see that taken right here from, from uh, Ezekiel. And this picture of God as the judge. I will save my flock and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge one sheep and another. I will place over them my servant, David. So it's interesting anticipation of Christ, the son of David, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. So he's going to bring this about him, have a covenant of peace with them, so they might know that he is God. So this picture here, I wanted us to, to focus our minds on this this week as we think about the Good Shepherd, and we think about the many times that we might feel lost or stray. And sometimes people wonder if their sins can be forgiven. And here what we're told is, yes, they can. Sins are forgiven and not remembered anymore. We're called to repent, and that is always open to us so that we can follow the Lord. We can follow those paths of life. And that's really what the moral law does. That's why I want to meditate on the law day and night, because it's the path of life. So Ezekiel and the Good Shepherd. Thanks for joining me this week.